Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Here we go. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard. We are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort Casino. This show was presented by DraftKings, and we have a three hour scorcher lined up today. Brett McMurphy in 45 minutes based on uh, the news that we got yesterday in college football. It snowed today on the way in. In Las Vegas, it snowed <laughs> on the way in. That's not even close to as shocking anymore as what happened yesterday. Yeah. To most people across uh, across the country. Poor Pete Carroll. <laughs> Rough day to get uh, moved upstairs, take an advisor Both role. guys, same oh. day, each guy. Oh. How about this? They're both 72. Belichick's only 71. I can't believe that. Like, it feels yeah. like Saban and Carroll could run a mile, no problem, and you'd be like, hey, guys, let's go have a drink afterwards. Right. Imagine you know? if Kraft, if that decision would have come down yesterday, oh, that would have been an all-timer if that would have happened. But this was uh, – you're right. He was asked so many times, is this it? Asked about retirement. I just saw him do an interview a week ago where Saban said, I'd come back and ask the kids, "How are you going to be here all three, four years? I mean, uh-huh. I, I plan on being here. And then whether he changed his mind or something happened – this is wild, and I can tell you right now, I don't want that job. You cannot replace a legend because the fan base is spoiled. He's the best of all time. It finally happened. The run's over. Think about how bad Alabama was before he got there. Uh-huh. Mike Shula and what was going on. But that fan base, they're lunatics. And now this is if well, you don't he, win 11 he, games every year, it's like, what's wrong? What are you doing? Nick Saban turned them into lunatics. Good point. Because, again. Ah, oh, okay, a little bit. Remember the Mike Shula, though. 
Oh, no, no, I understand this, but he took him to a brand new level. Well, no, but it was still all about football. He was in the communion line at church, and they asked him for his autograph. Remember that? He's in, he's getting he's getting communion at church and right. they're they're handing him footballs. Hey, can you give me your autograph? So okay, that just but, shows you. But there's but, insane, and then there's this level of insane. Uh-huh. And I saw a breakdown of what he's been worth. If you if you like really dig into it, and I saw this tweet. It took off yesterday. Out of state tuition is three times as much as it is for in state, and the amount of out of state students that uh, enrolled at Alabama since his time. It was. It went from forty thousand as an enrollment. To tw- it was previously twenty five thousand. He's responsible for bringing in more than one billion dollars mm-hmm. uh, simply in tuition. Yeah. So forget about everything else. That's just tuition from kids going to Alabama because he was there. Uh, but Paul, that was Michael Jordan retiring yesterday as a college football coach. That was Tom Brady retiring yesterday. But here's here's what was so refreshing about it. It came out of nowhere, and none of this Coach K crap with the retirement tour. I I need a parade. I need the gifts. I need all the attention. None of that. And I guess the reason why it wasn't like a 10 out of 10 uh, level for me where I was shocked, I did see some internet conjecture, Twitter speculation, call it what you will, before and during the Rose Bowl. So people were throwing it out there like, if this is Mm -hmm. Saban's last go around, if Mm -hmm. this, if that, but you're exactly spot on. Who in the right, Dan Lanning was the number one guy that was thrown out by everybody because of the ties there. He's done a really good job at Oregon so far. Lanning would be out of his mind to leave Oregon and all that Nike money and what he can do and accomplish uh, with the Ducks. Don't do that. You want to be the guy who follows the guy who follows Nick Saban. Whoever follows Nick Saban, unless somehow they pull a miracle and get like Urban Meyer to come out of retirement, it's not going to go well for the next person. Um, This is like John Stockton following Vince Carter in a dunk contest. It's over with. Right? You can't do it. I give the guy over under two and a half years, the next coach. I think that's fair. Yeah. James Franklin's name is out there. Oh, come on. How does this happen every single time? All you have to do is read the comments where the, uh, the best tweet was a Penn State fan saying I, Penn State should pay him to leave. I mean, I would love to see him go. How does this guy wind up on every list? He's average at best. He loses every big game he's ever coached. You know what that is? Every time he plays a top five or top ten team, not only does he lose, he gets embarrassed. Right. I think I think some of the names that were thrown out there, it was just lazy yesterday from some of the reporters. He's every single one. No, he's on every one, though. Every J- time there's James- an opening. I mean, it's it's it's, it's lunacy. Yeah. Landing, obviously, and the connections to Alabama. Uh, he was there on Saban's staff uh-huh. years ago. DeBoer uh, comes. Is it, now, no, we're going to do this again, too. There was a report in Eugene, and there was also reports that Dan Lanning was already in Tuscaloosa. Apparently, that's been debunked. Who knows? But now we're going to do this crap well, again. Now, uh, his buyout's $20 million, which I guess is, is a well, rounding error at Alabama and for, and for the boosters. But um, he's a dollar fifteen at one book now. He's as low as a dollar fifteen to be the next Alabama coach. You also have, and I saw the chance and what they were doing yesterday on campus in Tuscaloosa with we don't want Dabo. Oh, you're exactly right. You don't want that guy. Now, Paulie, four, Paulie, four Paulie. years ago was a slam dunk. Pa- Paulie, we have breaking news. We have breaking news this morning. So yesterday, it's not, this offseason has been absolutely bonkers. All this stuff about Saban can't even last 24 hours. Moments ago, oh, boy. Adam Schefter just tweeted out, and yes, this is Adam Schefter's Twitter account. 10.6 million followers, so it's not a fake account. Bill Belichick and the Patriots are expected to part ways today. <laughs> oh, 
Oh my God. You plan a show. This is already, already, the, the national title game was Monday night. It was the last regular season on Sunday, last game of the regular season on Sunday. This is already the wildest 72 hours of an offseason that I could ever remember. The names that have either been fired, are going to part ways, or decided to retire. This is nuts. The landscape, we knew the landscape was changing like in college next year. Well, these programs slash franchises are going to have completely different looks. Saban and Carroll on the same day, not even 24 hours later, Belichick going to be gone, according to Adam Schefter. Greatest college coach of all time. Greatest NFL coach of all time. Amazing. To think about they were on the same staff in Cleveland. <laughs> that, I mean, that should have been a dynasty. Yeah. What happened? Modell, I've seen enough. I don't like it. <laughs> Saban was Belichick's defensive coordinator. And then Carroll did an excellent job as well. And uh, certainly a great coach with the run at USC and winning the Super Bowl and, and should have won too. Wow. But this is, uh, this is bananas. What do you th- – Fra- you have to laugh at the Franklin thing though, right? I mean, I, I don't know how, they, how, how he winds up on every single list every I, time there's I, a big move. If I'm a college football reporter, I would, in, unless Alabama itself told me we're considering James Franklin, I would exclude him from any list. That would be completely laughable and a disastrous right. move by Alabama. Right. And I was saying before the breaking news, you know, three, four years ago, it was probably just a formality that they would hire Dabo. Well, now you can't do that now. I would not hire him. No, you can't. He, he refuses to uh, adapt and change, and he's stuck in, in you know, the dark ages. Sure. He, do, he doesn't want the NIL. No. He hates that. He hates paying players, and he hates the transfer portal. Yeah. Way to adapt to the times, pal. Uh-huh. Um, I would not look at him either. I'd look at a younger guy. Uh, some of these guys on the list, like, again, Oregon's got more money than God, and they're going to go to the Big Ten. And now with 12 teams, Oregon, Oregon can make the playoff. You're going to go to Alabama with all that pressure after Nick Saban, leave Oregon. Why? What's the point? Mm-hmm. There is no point in him. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, would you do it if you're DeBoer? I would not, no. No, neither would I. No, I would stay there and, and, and take my shots in the Big Ten. Uh, I, I wouldn't do it. If I'm him, I'd rather, not that I'm saying this would happen, I'd rather go to the NFL. I don't want this job, any. I don't want any part of this job. You can't win. You nailed it. You don't follow the legend. You follow the guy who replaces the legend. This is going to be now. You don't it, do that. It, it's, it's the same thing now in New England with this report. Again, if you're just tuning in right now, a couple of minutes ago, Adam Schefter, ESPN, breaking news. Uh, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots are expected to part ways today. 24 seasons together. So he had, he's the best. Yeah, you're exactly right, Paul. You nailed it. He's the best NFL coach of all time. Saban's the best college coach of all time in the span of less than a day. They're both uh, out. Um, so now, look at the candidates that we have available. Every single year, we're like scratching our heads. Well, maybe this coordinator would be good. Maybe this recycled coach who was garbage at this stop. Belichick, I'm guessing, is going to want to continue to keep coat. Why would he not, right? He's Shula's records in distance. Yeah, 13 or 13 or 13 or 14 more wins. 14 yeah. to pass, I think. He can get there. There are some good job openings right now. Now these teams in the NFL have to just be, there's no sleep. I mean, it's, it's Bill, what do you need? Like if you're the Chargers, are you going to go after him? Uh, what do the Raiders do? The Titan, thought of, Titans couldn't trade Vrabel now? Yeah. I imagine Vrabel lines up in, winds up in New England. I just, uh, right. But that's uh, it was a horrible job by Amy Adams, in my opinion. I would agree. Mm-hmm. But that that seems to be the natural landing spot, I think, if they want to bring in Vrabel. Vrabel was really good in Tennessee. And then if Bill is going to continue, like I know Washington, they're picking number two overall in the draft. He might trade up to number one overall. Yeah. 
Um, I the think, owner's infatuated with him, yeah. according to reports. Good job by Tom Curran as well, who called this a month ago. It was it was it was a done deal. Belichick wasn't coming back, so great job there. He's seventy-one years old, and now we'll see. Yeah, and now we'll see what happens in New England if it's. I think you have to blow this up. I mean, I know we were talking to Len, uh, who runs things here at Veasan and DraftKings. He thinks you, you go up and be like the Carolina Panthers for a couple of years. As we, there's no talent on offense. Right. There's none. Mac Jones can't play. Zappy's not the answer. You, you, your wide receivers stink. Zeke, Def- you defense be, is good. Yeah, right. But that that's going to take a long time. Now, you certainly have an owner that's sick and tired of this, which is funny because I know he's up there in age, but you know he made those comments about, I, I'm, I need another, I want to win another playoff game. I want to make a run here. And this is, uh, since Tom left, that was, does that hurt the legacy at all? Tom goes right to Tampa Bay. And wins a Super Bowl. No, I, no? I, I okay. honestly, to me, I don't. I could not care less. He's the best coach of all time. Yeah. Did a okay. phenomenal. I mean, some of the in-game stuff that he did, the way that he knew the rule book, that Ravens game always comes comes to mind. But he had, like, if I recall correctly, an extra guy lined up, and he knew unbalanced line. Exactly right. And that's the, what Brady told Harbaugh. We'll look at the rule book. Right, right. Uh-huh. Har, the Harbaugh on the Ravens sideline, they were perplexed by it. Like, this is illegal. Belichick, read the rule book, dude. Yeah. No, it's not. I know the rule book. I know it better than you do, and this play worked, so don't go crying home after we beat you here in this game. So, I mean, it's just um, amazing, astonishing. This does not happen every single year, folks, uh, after a football season. The big names like this. Chargers, you're on the clock. Raiders, you're on the clock. What are you going to do? What does Harbaugh do now? Mm-hmm. Uh, do we get news on Harbaugh by the end of the show? <laughs> oh, my goodness. We'll recap some of last night's betting action and win some, lose some next here on VEASAN. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Pro subscriber today. Get unlimited access to the vcin.com slash picks page. We're on both on the Chiefs. Matt Humans likes the under. We're all, I'm also on the Browns as well. More picks coming up. And become a vcin Pro subscriber today for all the picks. Use promo code FTM for follow the money. You get 10% off promo code FTM. So earlier today, not even 90 minutes ago, Adam Schefter tweeted from ESPN that Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots are going to part ways after 24 years and six Super Bowl championships during his time as a head coach there. The Athletic quickly put out a story of uh, 10 names that could replace, who could replace Bill Belichick in New England. And they call, they have like different tiers. One of them would be called the front runners. I don't think anybody will be surprised to find out that in that list, they put Jared Mayo and Mike Vrabel. Mm-hmm. Vrabel, I think, would be... That seems like a done deal to me. That was going to be Vrabel. He's but the most obvious candidate. This is the same thing, though. I mean, this is, you know, it's funny. Greg Rosenthal, NFL Network, late yesterday tweeted, if Belichick, we get Belichick news, this is going to be a national holiday. What would have happened? Carol Saban, Belichick the same day. And it happened several hours later. Uh-huh. But uh, it's the same thing in New England now. You want to fire? You want to f- uh, f- follow no. this guy? No, especially I mean, with the, with the, just, the put it this way, I mean, Think about where New England's at right now, talent-wise, compared to what Nick Saban's leaving Alabama like. Right. There's going to be a lot left in, in the cabinets there, in the cupboards at uh, Alabama. Yeah. This, that's totally bare in New England. Uh, the defense is pretty good. Yeah, the last two years have been ugly. But certainly this was a debacle this past season. Uh, but it, and Saban's going out pretty much close to on top. You, you might argue his best coaching job ever. I can't argue. If you uh, want to say that, that's fine. How talented was this Alabama team, especially when you saw Milrow was a bit of a project and he still went to the to the playoff and beat Georgia. Right. But this is, to me, it's... Now, you had the reports that it was going to be Mayo months ago. But now with Vrabel open, I think that... Makes uh, a lot of out sense. There, that, that opens things up, and I think it's going to be Vrabel and makes sense. And with the Belichick angle, I keep saying Washington, but does Arthur Blank go for it now? You want to talk about an upgrade from the GOAT Art Smith to the GOAT? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. No and, kidding. And, and Belichick's walking into a great situation. Yep. A team that should have made the playoffs with plenty of offensive weapons. He just needs a quarterback. Both guys, again, are similar in so many ways. And I'm glad we brought this up earlier. 
Brett McMurphy did as well. Don't forget what Alabama was like before Saban got there. I mean, Urban Meyer in Florida, they were starting to rule the SEC. They won two national championships. He had, he had Tim Tebow. And it was a downtime at Alabama, and he completely flipped it. Again, 16 consecutive 10-win seasons after his first season, which he won seven games. If you go back to before Bill, Bel- Bill Belichick took over in New England, they were almost irrelevant. I know they made the Super Bowl against the Packers. They made the Super Bowl against the Bears. I did not know a single Patriots fan anywhere. And then they started to win championships. And you know what happens in this country when that happens. They're going to become super popular. And then there were Patriots fans everywhere. They were, they were not even talked about, the Patriots. Nobody cared about them. And they turned into like a kind of a national team because they had Brady and Belichick and they won so much. Yeah. And so both... Seventies and eighties were horrible. Terrible. I mean, the team was supposed to move. Yeah. You know, it was at Sullivan Stadium. Our Nesson fans can help me out, but that apparently was a dump. And then eighty-five was kind of a fluke, where they just got hot playoff time, got hot at the right time, and then got run out by the Bears mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl. And then uh, Parcells did an excellent job taking them to the Super Bowl. But then it was, I, I would say, uh, Bel- uh, Bledsoe had a complicated legacy. Yeah. Certainly, you talk about number one overall pick, but. Uh, could have won more games, and then Brady comes in and changes everything as well. So uh, what do you think of the Atlanta angle? I would like that. I think I think, I, I think Arthur Blank, big time. No, yes. I mean, there, there, there needs to be an outright battle, a battle to the death for this guy between Atlanta and the Chargers. And if you want to throw some other teams out there as well, like I'll buy it. If the Raiders want to get involved, fine. I don't think they're going to. Yeah. But certainly, I mean, the Chargers and the Falcons should be doing whatever they can and they should have been already doing this before the news today to say, hey, Billy boy, what's it going to take? What do you need? Do you push back if you're the owner, though, about who he's going to hire? Like, are you going to come in and bring in your kids to run stuff? And, oh, your, I, I think and the defense? Is it Patricia? Are you going to do McDaniels again? I mean, I, I honestly think that that's going to have to be a conversation. Yeah. And like he, so when Bill Belichick had his press conference on Monday, he said that to the media. He told everybody, like, if, they're, if there's. Like, I'll have that conversation about stepping down as the guy in charge of, you know, making personnel moves. I'll have that conversation. So he, he's not going to be the GM wherever he goes next. I, I think the Chargers or anybody else would be foolish to no, allow right. him yeah, to do absolutely. that. And I think Bill would actually admit, I'm fine, I just want to coach. He's got to be. I mean, that is staggering. That Go back to 2013. A guy they've drafted in the first three rounds hasn't got a second contract. Come on. Yep. But we'll know more coming up. There's a Kraft and Belichick are supposedly doing a press conference at uh, – at 9 Eastern. Okay, we have Adam Jones from WEEI joining the program coming up in about 25 minutes as well. So DraftKings updated some odds here on Bill Belichick's next team. Nowhere is plus 175. That's the shortest shot of the board. Chargers 2-1, to one, followed by the Commanders and the Falcons at 4. The field, oh, I don't understand why he would go to the Titans. That, the Titans, Panthers. I'd rather go to the Saints. If you're the Saints, oh, so would open, I. that opens things up too. Come on, get, get Dennis Allen out of there. Yeah. Look who's available. Yeah, you are a quarterback away in Atlanta. Again, this is kind of what Brady did. Brady recognized that the Buccaneers had a lot of really good personnel on that team. Great defense, good weapons, Mike Evans, Hall of Fame receiver. And he's like, yeah, maybe I can win there. And Drew Brees was at the end of the line. If he goes to Atlanta in that division right now with what they have in offense and they would actually land a quarterback, why could he not, like, in theory – kind of rule the NFC South for the next four to five years. 
I think I think there's a chance that, that if he would go to Atlanta, that we're going to look back and say, "Holy hell, did Arthur Smith uh, screw this yeah. up?" Yeah. Um, the Athletic also wrote possible candidates: Bill O'Brien. Oh please, that kick! No way. No way. Absolutely no chance that'd would I want him as the head coach. No, that'd be a mistake. They put Brian Flores down. That would be pretty interesting. I could see that. Yeah, so could I. The um, boy, boy, did the Bears make a mistake with their announcement? If you just waited, I mean, it, that's another one. Come on, Ibraflus or Belichick? Uh, great and point, Paul. And he's walking into a number one pick. Oh, and God. all that draft capital. They need to rethink this. You can't bring this guy back. You can't. I mean, if Belichick would make it clear to the Bears, have his agent re- reach out, hey, are you, are you sure about this? I'd, I would consider coming to Chicago. They would have to say, oh, well, hold on, we changed our minds here about Eberflus. Yeah. If you're going to run it like a mom-and-pop store, though, I mean, that is, how do you just not say, well, okay, same thing, right? The Bears should be going after Harbaugh. The yep. Bears should be asking Belichick, what do you want? Let's make this work and turn this around. The Athletic wrote, less likely candidates, Josh McDaniels, I would hope so. I would hope he would be considered less likely. Ben Johnson on the list. He's going to be on everybody's list for the most part. Yeah. Bobby Slowick, he's the OC in Houston, and uh, uh, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh's not. Well, come on. That's That, to me, would feel like a million-to-one shot if Harbaugh were to go to New England. I could see him going to Alabama sooner than New England. What's more of a slam dunk, Vrabel to New England or Dan Quinn to Seattle? Good question. Dan Quinn is we're in landing territory now. I think Dan Quinn makes a lot of sense in Landing's Seattle. Like, what's landing? What'd you say? He's two dollars now. Three dollars. He moved to minus three dollars. Go to Alabama. Dan Quinn was a dollar fifty to go to Seattle. I mean, I, that is just that that makes so much sense. He was running the defense there with the Legion of Boom, and I it was vomit inducing the Seattle game, uh, the the uh, Pittsburgh game rather. Right. I mean that that's the thing that did Carroll in. The defense was horrendous down the stretch. It sure was. And how bad it was uh, the last few years. So that to me, that's going to be Quinn. I think so, too. But with the Vrabel connections and, and now that he's... It depends on, too. I mean, does Vrabel... I mean, Vrabel's a really good coach. You think that a lot of these franchises are going to want him. And so would he want to take that job? Like, does he look at it kind of like the mentor and the protege? Well, he's part of the Patriot way, though. I know. So that, that's, that's what I'm saying. He, but I like, think he braces it and wants it and, you know, give it a hug. Sure. Like, well, even though, like, there are better jobs out there right now, I think that he would look at it and say, this is who I am. I cut my teeth here. Yeah. I'm, you know, from the same cloth. Throw out any cliche that you want. And uh, I got to go back there. I got to go back home, so to speak. Yeah. That's what we always talk about with college coaches who have their ties. Hey, they went. he went to this school. Keep an eye on him. Well, I don't think. I mean, they, they even. It's interesting. They threw the Saints and Jets up there. Uh, the Giants a little aggressive. I mean, we're, yeah. we're a year removed from Dayball winning coach of the year. Mm-hmm. Although there's something going on there because Wink Martindale goes off on him and then he gets he leaves after he cleaned house with the defense. But um, in any event, you have to reassess everything. I don't care who your coach is right now. Look who's available. Yep. Vrabel, Belichick, you could, Harbaugh's going to go to the NFL. Yep. I'd say everything's on the table right now. And if you thought you made up your mind earlier in the week, time to change your mind. This is the wackiest beginning to an offseason in college in the NFL and the best candidates are available that I can ever remember. No hyperbole. Mm-hmm. Probably not even close. Every year we're stretching like, I think this guy's good. Well, we, we don't know. Okay. We haven't even mentioned this yet. I, I'm, Mike Florio thinks Tomlin could leave Pittsburgh. Yeah. 
that's not these are going to be fired, but Tomlin could move on from the Steelers. How about that? This is going to be fun coming up next. A booby prize winner in Circa Millions is going to join the show. A lot to go over with picking losers compared to winners. Welcome back. It is Follow the Money. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. In 15 minutes, Adam Jones is going to join the program. Radio host, WEEI in Boston. Earlier this morning, about 90 minutes ago, uh, it was announced Adam Schefter actually had the breaking news that Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots agreed to part ways. So he's out after 24 years. So we'll get Adam's take on that and who could replace Bill uh, when we talk to him coming up in 15 minutes here, this is going to be a fun conversation because the contest called, called Circa Millions, you got to pick five bets every week in the NFL against the spread. And uh, the winning percentage every single year is like around 70%. It's difficult to win the whole thing. However, they added this, uh, you know, four years ago, a booby prize. If you finish in last place this year, that prize was $100,000. So basically, Paulie picked the most losers and James Mitchell joins the program now. He was part of a group that won $100,000 and the booby prize here at Circuit Millions. James, thanks for the time. Congratulations on being so bad. Mitch, Polly, good morning to the both of you. Thanks so much. And, uh, you know, if you can't be first, you got to be last. <laughs> Little Ricky Bobby, right? <laughs> um, That's exactly right. So I'm, I'm guessing that you did not enter the season. This is not your first go around here at Circuit Millions also. You did not enter the season thinking, let's let's go for the booby prize, correct? That is correct. We didn't start uh, trying to lose until after week five. We had a, a really putrid start with our, our two entries this year and uh, flipped the switch and got hot with both entries, losing and winning. Uh, we actually were only half a point out of the out of the top 100 with our second entry to cash up top as well. Oh, geez. OK, so why after five weeks? At that point, like where were you guys trending at that point of the season on the one on the on the entry that won the whole thing? We only had nine and a half points and 10 points between the two entries out of obviously a possible 20 uh, or excuse me, 25. And we were, you know, 11 points out of first place, but only four out of the booby. And we actually did go for the booby two years ago as well after a uh you know, a little rough patch mid-season. It <laughs> fell short of it that time. But, you know, with the, the different quarterly prizes, there's there's so many different ways uh, for you to try and cash in Circa Millions, which really makes it a great contest. Did you win a quarterly? No quarterly. Uh, we're certainly in contention, Polly. Okay. You know, if you go, if you go 15 and 5 or 5 and 15, uh, you know, you can't even get a, a free buffet ticket from Jeff Benson over at Circa. <laughs> <laughs> 15 and five doesn't get you anything. Well, okay. So tracking that then the quarterly at the bottom, like what do you have to go to be in contention? Do you need to go like two and 18 and be that bad for, uh, I believe it's the first quarter and the third quarter are the 20, uh, 20 pick, uh, quarter segments. Three got it, got it done, uh, both times, but in the five-week oh. segments, you really have to – you've got to put up 19 losses at least. Oh, my goodness. Um, it's, it's, it's the same as up top. Yeah, yeah so that's yeah. what I wanted to ask you, right? I mean, all this talk about, man, it's really difficult to, like, cash in the money or hit at that clip where you have a chance to win this whole thing. In trying to do this, how difficult did you guys find it to be in trying to find losers compared to picking winners? 
it's a, it's certainly a different way to to approach the card. You know, trying to trying to get your brain to to think about how we how we can best lose. Um, you know, I'd say fortunately for us, there were a, a significant amount of bad quarterbacks that we would target on a, a week in week out basis and start our process there. Did you play stale lines if they were available? No, um, not, I mean, you know, the CLV that you get maybe when you submit Saturday morning opposed to, you know, what a game kicks off at wasn't, wasn't too significant. Even in week 18 this year, you know, we were holding on until, you know, we had to submit by noon on Saturday here on the East coast. Uh, and there really wasn't anything that, you know, moved more than a point. Uh, so it was, you know, it was pretty straightforward. So what would your advice be to somebody getting into a contest like this? And it needs to be, you know, awful. You have to be as bad as possible to win it. What would you say to people who are going to attack it next year like that? Uh, you want to target the, you want to target those bad coach quarterback relationships, those, those types of teams. Uh, for instance, we were, we were 0 and 6 this year, uh, betting on the chargers, right? Uh, again, kind of a different way to have your yeah, mind yeah. think, mm-hmm. right? But, but the, char- I mean, up right up until Staley was fired, uh, you know, we were targeting them every single week. You were. You wanted to have Absolutely. the Chargers on your card because you thought they gave you the best chance to actually pick a loser. Mitch, I can guarantee you they gave us the best chance to uh, to pick a loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that so also like the Panthers, we know this the record worse in football. Also, when it comes to like this racket right against the spread, they were terrible. I think maybe the worst team in the league. Were you targeting the Panthers as the season would go on? And then like, did you track that like just teams that were not meeting expectations with the point spread in a spot where they were taking on a team? That was off to a good start ATS. Would you look at maybe a matchup like that? Absolutely. Uh, you know, and you can also do it up top, right? Uh, the Buccaneers were a great team for us in terms of, you know, picking uh, against them, right? Because the Bucs covered at a, a very high clip this year. And I, I think they are still a team that, uh, you know, doesn't necessarily get the respect against the number, as you can probably see you know, this weekend by being a home playoff dog. Yeah. Were you guys fading the Eagles down the stretch? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good Broken move there. Team. And I think I, that Monday night game this week, uh, I think those are just two teams going in opposite directions. Yeah. All right, so this is going to be another interesting way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Let's follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, James Mitchell, he was part of a group that won the Booby Prize for the worst overall record against the spread in Circa Millions this year. So... I'll ask you to try to find us a loser this weekend then. Like you just mentioned it then. If you if you were trying to go with a loser, would you be betting Philadelphia minus three right now? Philadelphia Philly minus three would definitely make the short card. Uh, you, I believe at Circa, the Dolphins-Chiefs game is up to four and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will not be laying four and a half points with the, with the Chiefs. Oh, so I feel okay. good about that. You do the opposite. I think. Right? I think right. So right. So now I feel. Chiefs, I already bet the Chiefs three feel, and a half. That's yeah. good then. Yeah. Right. Well, do you have hey, any three and a half? Is a much better number. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. You sure. Know, I just think the Dolphins' running game is, you know, uh, certainly better than average, and the Chiefs are really a defense that's built to play against the pass because they're always playing from ahead. Uh, you know, I, I just 
I feel as though it's going to be just as cold for the Chiefs when they're on offense as it is for the Dolphins. And, you know, the four and a half points, uh, you know, how many field goals can you really see? It's, uh, I think the value now lies with the Dolphins. Do you have a family and do you have any plans with the money? Uh, a lot of it's going into my daughter's college savings account. And, you know, I'll do a little something nice for the wife. Well, you're coming out to Las Vegas tonight. It's yes. pa- it's Pauly Palooza this weekend here at Circuit Stadium Swim. Probably have a little fun too, huh? Really looking forward to Pauly Palooza. Uh, you know, hopefully not just uh, just a one year attendee, but uh, it it should be a a very fun weekend and you know a celebration to see or uh, tomorrow evening during the uh, award ceremony. Okay, so I will I will say this: if you those two games that you just talked about right now, if you nail those right and get them, let's say, wrong again. we got to talk to you next week for a couple of minutes and find out who you don't like again in the next round. A lot of pressure, but uh, I guess none of it's on me. Yeah. So I, I admit, Paul, I'd love that. Keep stinking up the joint, James. Thanks for the time today. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot, guys. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats see, again. Yep. On see that. you this weekend. See, that, again, that it can't be that easy, right? No, Mike Palm says it all the time. It's it's probably more difficult to pick losers than to pick winners. Although I did like the strategy there. Yeah, it's yeah. like it was automatic. I We had to bet against Daly. Well, what was it? Or bet on well, them, I yeah, guess. Yeah, right, right. Well, two, what was it two years ago, the guy that won told us week two he was t- trying to go for the booby. Yeah. Because he had a 5-0 and oh and an 0-5. Oh and, mm-hmm. and he he punted on the 0-5 oh after one week. Right. So that they so didn't that, make that, up their the minds kid, until after week five. I think that kid was from Minnesota. Yeah, right. right. That was... That's that's wild. And then to think he couldn't get a quarterly cash, but to get it done, Soda Man well, was the Soda A-list. Man. Yeah. So that so that previous person was from Minnesota. Maddie Saint, who won circa millions this year, is from Minnesota. Went to the same college, St. Cloud State. He had that entry on his own, by the way. I can't believe that. And he took the whole thing down. I know what a and, story. And uh, Chris, who was down to the final thirteen in Survivor, is from Minnesota. And they listen to uh, this show, VSIN, every single day. There were guys a couple of years ago made a deep run from St. Cloud, Minnesota. That's right. That's right. I, I don't know what's going on. What's in the water there? What happened to you? I don't know. That's well, I, <laughs> Oh, I you tried. made a deep in Survivor. Yeah, I tried, right. Blame Jordan Love. Uh, what happened there? <laughs> How about the Randy McKay story? Yeah. He, he won the DraftKings contest if for, for, for 400000 I think, and then he, yeah. he finished two entries, top 100 yeah. in Circa Millions. Yeah, he finished, I think, tied for 14th in yeah. one, with one of his entries here. Former VEASAN uh, listener of the year, big old Randy McKay. Right. That's not a coincidence, by the way. Guys like Randy, he finishes like in the, in the money every single year. And he's great at car drawings for whatever reason. Huh. Well, uh, Adam Jones, WEEI in Boston, up next. Who should, who will New England target? Who's going to be the next coach following Bill Belichick? Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. If you're looking for a betting edge through the NFL playoffs and Super Bowl, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get access to the daily best bets with the leaderboard to see who has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving every game. Betting systems, premium analysis, dog videos. Get your first 30 days, $9.99. Everything we have to up your betting game. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Sign up now. No bias. You will respect my authority. No pulled punches. Your wife cheated on you because you lost sight of who you are as a man, as a husband. No agenda. There is no fear in this dojo. This is no hyperbole. This is the best part of the week. Here's the maestro, Mike Baum. I am the smartest man alive! (laughs) All right, here we go. Number five, the Chark Tank. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers took on the two and four, excuse me, two and four Panthers in Charlotte on Sunday. This game had a ripple effect, as if Tampa Bay won, they would claim the NFC South. If not, the winner of the Saints and Falcons game would get the four seed in the NFC. The game was scoreless in the second quarter when on a broken play, Bryce Young hit former LSU receiver DJ Chark Jr. on a broken play. Chark streaked down the sideline towards the end zone. Antoine Winfield Jr. applied the tackle around the three-yard line, and Chark inexplicably fumbled the ball before crossing the goal line. If you're watching on TV, it's right there. This gaffe was the last best chance for a game that went scoreless. 
almost till halftime. No touchdowns in the game. That prop cashes. Yeah. The Buccaneers win the division nine to nothing. The game featured 427 yards of total offense. Both teams averaged less than four yards per play. The Panthers did have a touchdown called back on an illegal formation with about eight minutes to go in the game. Buccaneers claim the NFC South nine to nothing, largely based on this fumble by Chark. An unsubstantiated rumor had Panthers owner David Tepper dumping a fifth of vodka on a smattering of Buccaneers fans at the game's conclusion. Number four, out of the fog. Picture the scene. I'm at Bar Canada doing live bets Saturday with Ben Wilson as the game between TCU and second-ranked Kansas at Fog Allen Fieldhouse approached the one-minute mark. TCU seemed poised for an upset. They were up 79-77. Bill Self calls timeout with 104 to go, and they go to commercial break. Well, we get into our next segment. We're prepping for Steelers-Ravens, and we look up, and what do we see? Oh, about 1,200 people at the Vieja Center. Well, in the Las Vegas market, CBS automatically went to the UNLV-San Diego State game and did not show the last minute of the Kansas game. And you believe this? Not quite Heidi, but (laughs) ridiculous. And then we go back. We're trying to follow on the computer a very controversial, flagrant foul on an elbow by uh, TCU's uh, Judah. They get two free throws for Hunter Dickinson, and then he he makes a layup to win the game at the buzzer. We miss it all, but we did get to see San Diego State go up 18-3 on UNLV in the first seven minutes. Terrific job by CBS. Number three, on the wings of a snow-white dove, the Jacksonville Jaguars started the season 6-2, then won three games out of their next eight and headed to Tennessee 9-7, still with the AFC South in their grabs. A loss, though, and they were out. They trailed 28-20 with 7-14 and faced a goal-to-go situation. Fast forward three plays later, and it's fourth and goal from the one-yard line. When our boy Dougie Fresh, former Super Bowl winning head coach, they can't take that away from him, called an inexplicable play. Now let's understand this. You're at the one-yard line, so right there the ball is 36 inches away from the goal line. Now, the quarterback is lined up behind the center, putting the ball approximately 55 inches from the goal line. And his play is Trevor Lawrence, whose arms are 31 and a half inches to stick the ball out there and get to the goal line. Not possible. Sonny Liston couldn't put the ball over the goal line in that spot. A horrible call by Doug Peterson, who, by the way, needs a casino host for how much he gambles. And the Jaguars are out of the playoffs. I thought this might be one of the jobs that opened up, and it's not over yet. Number two. Burned and Allen. Well, the Saints still had a chance, even with Tampa Bay winning, of getting into the wild card by beating the Falcons and having the Packers lose in a game that would be played later in the day. They pulled away in the fourth quarter, and with less than two minutes to go, Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, uh, intercepted Logan Whiteside, the pride of Toledo. <laughs> and and I wonder if he wasn't in on this. Go back and watch He's the He's re- turning around. He's what was stumbling, he doing? bumbling, pirouetting. Was he part of this Jamal Jamal Williams? I think he was. How could he have not made it to the end zone? Well, anyhow, he does three pirouettes and stumbles down at the half-inch line. All right, here comes Jameis Winston in the offense. Dennis Allen, let's take a knee and get out of here. Let our, 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 our boy Smith get fired in peace here. But, oh, no, Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston decides they take a team vote in the huddle, he, he claims. <laughs> This was a team decision. They got out there and they said, well, coach called for the knee, but, you know, Jamal led the NFC in touchdowns last year. We got to get him a touchdown. We got to get him. So out of the victory formation, they ran a slam into the middle and get him the touchdown. Of course, Arthur Smith, the post-it, 
air. Uh, had a few choice words for Dennis Allen, who had nothing really to say to defend himself. He didn't call the play. But then once again, we have Jameis Winston in the spotlight defending his decision, apologizing to Dennis Allen, but saying, you know, look, the team made a decision. The great lesson of this story is that it is a very slippery slope, right? You go from stealing soda out of ketchup cups to stealing lobster to standing on a table in the cafeteria in Tallahassee to the back of an Uber, to making team decisions to find Dennis Allen. I think both of them are gone, frankly, <laughs> off of that decision. And then number one, the way wide world of sports. I was so looking forward to this FCS championship game. I had watched all of the playoff games on national television. I was trying to make a case to bet Montana and Bobby Houck. I talked to people that do this semi for a living because you really can't get enough down, but specialize in this sport, including our friend and former VEASAN fan of the year, Randy McKay, who yes. did fabulously well in contests. And I kept trying to make the case to take an open 12 and a half, then 13, then 13 and a half. Talked to Randy three different times, twice on air. He said, Mike, the South Dakota State team is one of the best five teams in the history of SCS. So I laid off the game. Was excited to watch it Saturday morning. I said, oh, I'm going to get to watch this on Live Bet Saturday. Why in God's name would ABC put this up against week 18 of the NFL? This game is always played on that Saturday morning in Frisco, Texas. Set aside. It could have been a lead into the wild card game. Yes. Okay. What were they doing putting it up against it? Well, do you think I was wrong? It had the lowest viewership in five years for an FCS title game and the second lowest viewership over the last 13 years. Only the slip, second blip on this rise of the popularity of this game. An unfathomable decision by Goofy or Dumbo or whoever made this decision at ABC. The NCAA can't let this happen again. That's no hyperbole. All right, great totally job. Agree. Yep. Okay. So nonsense. <clears throat> this book, circa like the properties that Derek Stevens owns, obviously you have. A, it's a big Michigan backing, right? What about the game this past Monday night? Oh, no good. We went to six. We got to six on that game. It was all Michigan Ooh. money. No good. Yeah. But how did that go in terms of the when futures will, when, then? When, when, when will we win a standalone game? We, I don't know if we ever win in a football standalone game. It's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, the future book was slightly worse to Washington, but okay. we got buried on the game. You did? Yeah, it was no good. But they won, so they're all happy now. Hmm. But they the really they want the Lions to win. All these people really are focused on the Lions. That's so, a bigger, bigger deal. Are you guys getting buried in Lions money at your properties? Uh, we'll, we'll need the Rams. We'll need the Rams, and we will, if the Lions, you know, the worst result, the worst result is Baltimore winning the Super Bowl, Baltimore winning the AFC. The next worst result is San Francisco winning the NFC. Then the next worst result will be Detroit winning either okay. the NFC or the Super Bowl. So it's top five. Is the Baltimore's because of one guy? This the bet was this a really sharp bet. This is a six-figure bet on on here's the different things he bet. Okay. Baltimore to win the division at even money. Okay, cash it. Tampa Bay to win the division at the time, I think it was plus 275. San Francisco to win the NFC at the time, I think plus 245. Baltimore to win the AFC at plus 650, and Baltimore to win the Super Bowl at 13 to 1. He could sweep them all. He's in a pretty good yeah. spot there. Yeah, sure. Really yeah. good spot. Yeah. And the odds are obviously much drastically different. And San Francisco is actually the favorite to win uh, with a minus price in front of him. To win the NFC and Baltimore, obviously favored to win the AFC, and uh, that'll be a rough matchup if that's the Super Bowl. That, what do you think the prop came up? The that's, field against I was, was going to say. Uh, what do you yeah. think? The, that was, yeah. There you go. That's the, driven by the future book. Here. You guys put up a prop. Yeah. 
and they're get, betting and they're betting Baltimore and San Francisco now minus one thirty. It's okay. So that yeah. opened up <laughs> one fifteen each way. Oh. You got both teams right. This was to win the Super Bowl. You get the 49ers and the Ravens, or you get the field. Yep. Open up minus one fifteen, and it continues to go up now on those two teams. Yeah. Even Sh- money on the field right now. Usually, I like to look at the field here. Mm-hmm. I, I I asked Steve Fesick that question because he was on with the humans uh, Friday night on the show, and he said, "Well, the math tells you to bet the field, but I would I would bet that the two favorites." He would. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you like anything this weekend? Um, you like the under in this Chiefs game? I've known you for like five, six years yeah, now. You're under, an under better. I have under 44 in the okay. Chiefs game. Um, I have over in the Browns-Texans game. I also bet the Texans on the money line for a small piece. I, 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 I've I, liked Cleveland all year. Yeah, what happened? I, uh, I think they didn't play Stroud last time. That defense doesn't travel. That's the one thing. Point. I think if they get by the Texans... I think they make a very interesting matchup with Baltimore. I think this will be challenging getting by the Texans. Totally agree. We'll get into our our in-pocket plays coming up next year and follow the money. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. plethora of props going to be coming the next two days on the show now that stuff's coming out and you've had a chance to dive in and look at everything how about these two no will there be a walk-off win in super wild card weekend i say no minus two dollars and every team to score a touchdown is plus 150 i'll say yes that that happens There you go with the new plays, and we already have the Chiefs at three and a half, Browns money line, Hill Lamb to combine for 250 at three to one, and I took the 10 with the Steelers as the Bills have failed to cover eight in a row when laying double digits, and they were a two-touchdown favorite last year and almost lost to Skylar Thompson. I think the Steelers are live. All right, I had a winner last night in the NBA. The Raptors-Clippers went over 237. Got up to a slower start, but eventually it got there. NBA was awesome last night, some of those games. I yes. can't, I cannot believe the call that followed Tyrese Maxey out of the 76ers game in overtime. What happened? Oh, just you can, I'll show you the highlight during the break. Well, Total joke again by the NBA. That's also, though, the, the Sixers without Embiid, though. Well, I know, up and down the I mean, court, high-scoring games. That was 250 combined before overtime. So, yeah. of course, the yeah. Hawks covered. <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, Chiefs, I'm on that with you. And uh, Josh Allen made my case for this yesterday to go over eight and a half rushing attempts at even money. All right. There you go. Excellent job. All right. We continue here with Mike Palm. He's the VP of uh, Circa, the D, and the Golden Gate here in downtown Las Vegas. So you guys take a lot of sharp money here. It doesn't take a uh, rocket scientist to figure this out, right? You're taking sharp money probably all week long on the Chiefs. It's up to four and a half here. Yes. Can you get anything on the Dolphins at this point? Not much. Not you know, you're getting much recreational play on the Dolphins. Okay. Right. It's just not not a it's not a popular team. Even even with Hill, the injuries are a problem. Not beating any good teams. I mean, everything's and then the weather is is conspiring. I mean, I remember Shula with those playoff teams and him and Aparka. They didn't win in bad weather, right? Yeah. When, when Shula was there. Yeah. That's those right. Florida teams. It's it's tough. 
Um, you're taking sharp money on the Eagles yes, to go up are. to three? We are. What do you think of that? We are. Uh, I don't know what to make of that game. That's the one game I can't handicap. How do you know where the Eagles are at? Yeah, right. Tampa Bay's not very good. They're okay. But look, they, they barely scored any points. They kicked three field goals against Carolina. Chark fumbles, and they have an illegal formation on a 28-yard touchdown. They're probably supposed to lose that game. Oh, mm-hmm. Baker's hurt, right? too. Baker's playing through a lot of stuff. I, uh, but Michael Lombardi said that it was a blessing for the Eagles to be the five, that they have an easier path than if they were the two, that they he doesn't think they would have beat the Packers coming into Philadelphia, but that they can beat Tampa Bay on the road. Yeah, I don't think it would have gone well against Green Bay. Yeah, that, that was his point. The way this defense is trending, mm-hmm. yuck. And you like the Texans, you said. I do. Um, I just, I'm not sure Cleveland, I would make this game more of a pick. I mean, I know that everybody's going to say, well, they they beat him in that game. That was a a ridiculous game. They were throwing the ball up and down the field. It was Davis Mills. I mean, I don't think you can draw a comp there. All I know is I have bet this team all year. I followed them. The defense didn't travel. They gave up 38 to the Colts. Okay. The defense didn't travel outside of Cleveland. They won that game in Baltimore where they gave up 33. I mean, I, I, I think Stroud and company are going to put up 24-plus. I like this game over 44-and-a-half. Well. Let, me, let me help you out Yeah, to your point. They've played nine straight overs on the road. Mm-hmm. In Cleveland road games, an average of 54 points per game has been scored. The first meeting had 58. They allow 30 points per game on the road. Right. Mm. This is nuts I know how you bad bet, they are defensively. You bet them. Is that a hedge to a future little ticket? Bit. Yeah, yeah, I thought. I yeah, figured that. a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's also... Uh, I also have the Ravens. I don't want to see this team. No, you do not. I don't want to see the Browns because I got, you know, then Flacco for its what it's worth is 5-0 and straight up in ATS and wildcard games and has a ton of uh, road playoff wins, too. So this is old hat for him. Also, Flacco, this, Flacco is going to throw an INT at yeah, least one yeah, in this game. Yeah, he'll turn it over. I, I know this market's done, but do, do you still believe it's Stefanski is the coach of the year? The more people who are, well, I don't know if these are actual voters or not. I think some of them are. I think like Dan Orlovsky, that yeah. leaked the other day, he's got him winning the award. I think I've seen some other guys say that Stefanski's going to win. I don't know. I mean, a 10-win team, division winner, D'Amico Ryan's first year. I know Four Steph- and a half was their win total. I, that's, I, got, I, yeah. I got Ryan's at 18, 16, 14, and 12 to 1. You what? do? You do not. I started talking about it three weeks ago. Oh, my God. I don't think it's going to win, but I think that there's well, you a can case. Just go, you can just go make a drive now and take Stefanski. Yeah, I know, but that came a, down big time. I don't, it's all down now. It's all it's down? All down. Yeah. I haven't seen it anywhere. Get out. I, okay. they got to repost. When are they coming out with the finalist list? They'll I, repost that it I don't once know, we have but the finalist yeah. list. Uh, awards were due in like, already I from the Tuesday. voters. I thought Tuesday it the votes Tuesday? were due in. Yeah. So I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if books are going to put them back up. We are. We're not. Yeah, right, right. You can't maneuver. Well, whatever. Can't maneuver- I just no, put better on what I believe. Well, you got, well, and okay. I also think these people are more discerning than the 19,000 Heisman voters, right? There's only 50 people that vote you're on right, these awards. You're right. We also have a buddy who had a nice ticket on it, but he parlayed. He parlayed Michigan mm. with Stefanski. Yeah. Well, So, you know, this was Michigan to win the title a couple, you know, week, weeks ago. With Stefanski, it had to have been because Stefanski was twenty-five to one at the time when he made the parlay. Oh, he's, wow. losing, he's losing, yeah, he's losing his mind. So he can't I told him to drive to Arizona, but apparently he wants to bet Ryan's. He wants to yeah, bet Ryan's, but, but it's only Ryan's. Ryan's now. is the only one now. Right, right. Steichen had but, an argument if they won that game. Yeah, McVay? he's running Mike Sanford's offense for uh, the UNLV. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, with, without Jonathan Taylor and with a bad defense, yeah. and without your your drafted quarterback with Minshew. Don't forget <laughs> that it's now the top five though the way they vote. So they have to voters have yeah. to rank them one through five. Mm-hmm. Could McVay have enough like second through fourth place votes to like do some damage here? I don't think so. No, no. 
um, I think it was Sports Illustrated. I want to say it was SI who sent, like, it was their list of uh, writers. I think it was 10 people, 10, 11 people who sent out their awards last night. I don't know how many of those people actually have AP votes. One person gave D'Amico Ryan's a fifth place votes for coach, for coach of the year. That's ludicrous. Oh, my God. I mean, that's why that's you insanity. cannot. That's that, That's, I don't even know what to say about that, man. It just makes award That's worse betting. than leaving him off. Yes, it is. It, it makes. <laughs> you a, can make the excuse, I forgot. I forgot, <laughs> sure. Right, we've seen that in the NBA. It, this is what frustrates me so much. They also yes. had Jalen Carter winning defensive rookie of the year. Oh, I, come just, on. I almost lost my mind. So you, you never no know doubt. which direction these voters are going to go in. I'd like to make the argument for Bear Bryant in my closing minutes here. And I'm just saying I'm making an argument because I said there is an argument. Saban goes 292-71-1. His Alabama record is ridiculous. 201-29. and And five of those wins were vacated in his first year because the NCAA took him away. But So his real record is 201-29. He won six titles and won with LSU for seven. Bear won six, but in 1950, his Kentucky team was 11-1 and one and beat Bud Wilkinson's number one team in the Sugar Bowl, but they voted for the AP before the bowl games. If they vote after the bowl games, he might win it. He won a title at Alabama in 64 and 65 and went undefeated in 66 and beat Nebraska in the Sugar Bowl, but that's the year of the Notre Dame-Michigan 10-10 tie. And so they ended up finishing third. They kept those teams one and two after the tie, right? I mean, you could argue Bryant should have won eight. He goes 325, 85, and 17. I know Saban won a title at LSU, but I would put Bryant's time um, at Kentucky and at Texas A&M up against Saban's time at Michigan State and maybe even at LSU. If you, you can argue he would have won a national title at Kentucky. I'd throw this in there as well into the argument. Remember, he's, he's coaching in a segregated conference. He tried to recruit a black athlete at Kentucky. The university wouldn't allow it. He was at Alabama. Remember all the problems he had. George Wallace was the governor preaching segregation. He had to go have that meeting in L.A., right, with John McKay and conspired to bring them in there and beat the hell out of them in, in Birmingham or in, in Tuscaloosa so that they could recruit black athletes. And the other thing I would say is, remember, he was A.D. all these years, too, which is something Saban didn't have to deal with. I'm just saying the argument can be made before everyone just says, he was undoubtedly the greatest coach of all time. I have no qualms with Saban, but I think you have to take a look at Bear Bryant at the same school. All right. It's a fair argument. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think we're ever going to see this again. I mean, could Kirby Smart put together something at Georgia that he just did? It's going to be more difficult now going to a 12-team playoff. Absolutely. Are we more likely to see a dominant run like New England again or what Saban did with Alabama? I don't think it's you're going to see it. it oh, it's, forget about it. I would say... Kirby at Georgia has a better chance than any NFL team winning six titles in 20 years. I would years agree with that. 25-year anniversary. Sopranos' best show of all time? Um, I don't know how you argue against it. I mean... Change television. Put HBO I was on the, the map. You remember the year I spent in New Jersey, right? It was a kind of in its heyday there. Yeah. 2003, and that's all anybody could talk about. My best episode, the strong silent type, because it may be the funniest scene I've ever seen anywhere, is the intervention of Chris. Oh, Lee. the intervention. Oh, that scene. <laughs> the intervention. In tears. <laughs> college. College. I, it's so creepy when he goes to his office, and he's waiting, and he's waiting there, and he grots him. And, so of course, good. the discussion I have second. Pine Barrens, of course, with the Russian in the woods. Whitecaps, four. Great acting by the two of them, Edie Falco and James Galdolfina. And then I have all due respect, number five, where he ends up killing his, his cousin, and then Johnny Sack gets arrested. Okay. Good list. Dr. Rankham. Yep. 
Shotgun to the face. It's tough. Take your medicine. Saved him the torture. Great job, Mike. My own mother. (laughs) Um, We'll get into (laughs) some playoff props. Paul Charchian coming up here on Follow the Money. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. V. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 